Today, we are praying through the story of Peter seeing a vision and his interactions with Cornelius, which have huge implications for us today. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are going to dive into episode 111 today, and we're going to pray our way through Acts chapter 10. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship that we take from those verses. This is going to be Acts 10, 42 and 43. And they say, He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that He is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about Him that through His name, everyone who believes in Him receives forgiveness of sins. Obviously, the person speaking is talking about Jesus. So, let's, let's just go into a few moments of worship. Father, we recognize in You as our Creator and Sustainer the right to judge the living and the dead. You are in control. In the long-term grand scheme of things, you've got it covered. And we honor you for that today. We worship you for the fact that, that you are the one who created us and who judges us because you have that right to do so. I feel like today is one of those days when I'm going to trip over my words and not make sense. So I ask as we go through this that you help me clarify the things that are said, that no matter how confusing I sound, that Spirit, you lend understanding to my words no matter how confusing I feel. Worship you, Jesus, as the one who has the right to forgive sins. We are sinful people, and we recognize you today as the reason, the source of forgiveness for those sins. We thank you for today. We appreciate being able to sit in this place. And I ask that you would just take control of this time. It's a gift to you. It's certainly something that we also feel as a gift, but really it's an offering to you and an act of worship. And so help us to proceed through this time with that spirit in mind. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. We're going to jump right in. We're reading and praying through Acts chapter 10 today, and it is a, a long passage, so I am going to get to it without much introduction. We're going to read, pray, read, pray, read, pray through this one. So there will be times of scripture and times of prayer. We'll go back and forth. It starts by saying, there was a man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. About three in the afternoon, he distinctly saw in a vision an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius. Staring at him in awe, he said, What is it, Lord? The angel told him, Your prayers and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier who was one of those who attended him. After explaining everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So let's pray through that part of it. Father, I love how you describe Cornelius because it's helpful for us. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. 
He did charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. That's how God described him to future readers. So important. Like, what would you use to describe my life? Would you say, I was a devout woman and feared God along with my whole household? I did many charitable deeds and always prayed to God. Those are things that I can aspire to. Aspire to your description of me. What an honoring description of him. A devout man, feared God, charitable deeds, and always prayed. Those things kind of echo so many of the things that tell us who we are supposed to aspire to be, what we are to practice. Fearing God, charitable deeds, love for our community, and always praying. Help us grow, I guess is the word I want, grow those things in us. Grow our desire for those things as well. He tells him that his prayers and acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offer before God. Help remind us that all of those things that we do on a daily basis, the small things, the things that don't get noticed, the things that maybe don't land the way we hope or thought, the things that we don't get, in air quotes, credit for, or the things that don't get recognized. All of those things we do that feel thankless. Help us remember that those ascend as a memorial offering before God. You see those things. You see all of those things, and you see our hearts as we do them. Said he called two of his household servants as soon as they were gone, and a soldier. As soon as that had happened, Cornelius obeyed. Cornelius reacted in faith and immediate obedience. And so I pray that you would also grow those as our first response to whenever you tell us. He was attentive. He he worshiped and he obeyed. Scripture says then, the next day as they were traveling and nearing the city, Peter went up to pray on the roof about noon. He became hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were preparing something, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and an object that resembled a large sheet coming down, being lowered by its four corners to earth. In it were all of the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and the birds of the sky. And a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter said, for I have never eaten anything impure and ritually unclean. Again, a second time, the voice said to him, what God has made clean, do not call impure. This happened three times. And suddenly the object was taken up into heaven. Let's pray. Father, sometimes you tell us things that have gone against our training, our culture, our religious heritage, our rules. Sometimes you tell us to do things differently. And we often respond with, oh my goodness, I couldn't do that. And you reply similarly to how you replied to Peter with an expanded understanding of who you are and how you would have us behave. So many times we limit our understanding of you, our description, our definition of what you can and can't do, what you will and won't do, what you want from us. And I ask you to help our hearts be open to those moments when you're expanding our own vision, as Peter's was. Scripture then says, while Peter was deeply perplexed, about what the vision he had seen might mean, right away the men who had been sent from Cornelius, having asked directions to Simon's house, stood at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was also named Peter, was lodging there. While Peter was thinking about the vision, the Spirit told him, Three men are here looking for you. 
get up, go downstairs and go with them with no doubts at all because I have sent them. Okay, we're going to pray through that little section, but I do want to point out something I had not noticed right now. Those men had asked directions to Simon's house. Like that's in scripture, a notable comment in scripture. I just think that's funny. All right, so let's pray through that. Father, Peter was still perplexed about this vision. He didn't understand it immediately. And I I thank you for that example, because I don't understand all the things that you tell me immediately. But he was still sensitive to your spirit. He still listened, even while he was thinking and pondering and distracted with this amazing vision, he was listening for what you told him in the present. So he didn't let this, even this short momentary past, dictate being too distracted to hear you in the present. So I ask for that in our lives as well, that we wouldn't be so distracted by the past or our mission or whatever we're working on to hear your voice in the moment. Also ask that you give us the courage to chew on those things that you tell us, whether it's something that we learned in scripture, whether it's something someone spoke as a sermon or just even as a statement. Pray that you would give us the courage to chew on those things, to think about them. We are not in the habit of thinking about much of anything. And so help us to learn to think deeply. Help us to learn to really dig in and understand the things that you are teaching us. Then scripture says, then Peter went down to the men and said, here I am. I'm the one you're looking for. What is the reason that you're here? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who has a good reputation with the whole Jewish nation, was divinely directed by a holy angel to call you to his house and to hear a message from you. Peter then invited them in and gave them lodging. The next day he got up and set out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa went with him. The following day he entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up and said, Stand up. I myself am also a man. While talking with him, he went in and found a large gathering of people. Peter said to them, You know that it is forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner, but God has shown me that I must not call any person impure or unclean. That's why I came without any objection when I was sent for. So may I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius replied, four days ago, at this hour, at three in the afternoon, I was praying in my house. Just then a man in dazzling clothing stood before me and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your acts of charity have been remembered in God's sight. Therefore, send someone to Joppa and invite Simon here, who is also named Peter. He is lodging in Simon the Tanner's house by the sea. So I immediately sent for you, and it was good of you to come. So now we are all in the presence of God to hear everything that you have been commanded by the Lord. Let's pray through that section. Father, I am struck by the idea that Peter invited them in, gave them lodging. I would want to sit down and like, let me think about this whole big thing that happened. But all of a sudden, real life intervenes, and he has people on his doorstep, and he's being gracious and inviting them in and giving them lodging and going with them as he's still thinking about the interpretation of this vision that he's just been given. It doesn't talk about this so much. Like, you didn't mention this in these verses, Father, but what a, what a mind shift. Like, what a decision that would have been for Peter. This is something that he is not culturally, it's not a thing. Like, he should not have been able or been willing to do this. And yet, 
he doesn't even mention it being a struggle. He's being obedient over the demands of his culture. And wow, what a message for us, right? What a message for me that I need to be obedient over and above the demands of my culture. When my culture bumps up against your truth, your truth needs to win. Make that true in my heart. He speaks about this vision that he had. He says, you know, it's forbidden for me to do this, but God has shown me. He's interpreting this vision in his reality. He's interpreting what he heard from God in his everyday life, and he's acting on it immediately. Help us to do that as well. One more section. The rest of the chapter says this. Peter began to speak. Now, I truly understand that God doesn't show favoritism. But in every nation, the person who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. He sent the message to the Israelites, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know the events that took place throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how John anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were under the tyranny of the devil because God was with him. We ourselves are witnesses of everything he did in both the Judean country and in Jerusalem, and yet they killed him by hanging him on a tree. God raised up this man on the third day and caused him to be seen, not by all the people, but by us whom God appointed as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and declaring the greatness of God. Then Peter responded, Can anyone withhold water and prevent these people from being baptized? who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay for a few days. Let's pray through that section. Father Peter had this understanding, this new understanding, that you don't show favoritism. But in every nation, the person who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Father, let us also not show favoritism. Separate us from those things in our upbringing, our culture, our systems, our outlook, our world view, our church, our friends, our parents, our family, whatever the things are that implant the things that help us see others as unacceptable, as less than, take those out of our lives. Get rid of them. Begin to open those doors and begin to help us uproot all of those things. Because if we now truly understood that God does not show favoritism, that in every nation, in every county, in every city, in every people group, the person who fears him and does what is right are the ones who are acceptable to him. Help us to see that in new ways. And then I also want to pray through this idea that the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. Father, as we begin to open those doors in our own hearts, help us to see who we are treating as the Jews treated the Gentiles. Help us see who we are seeing the way that the Jews saw the Gentiles. 
And in another way to think through this, help me as you expand my vision of who you are, as I mature in relationship with you, as I have a deeper understanding of you, as spirit, as you open my perception and my understanding of who God is, let me stand in amazement at your work on earth. Let me stand in amazement at your work in my own heart. Let me recognize those things as your work. And when I'm faced with these things, with this expanded understanding or this knowledge of something new, let me put it into practice, as we'll see in the coming chapters. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, no good way to end that, y'all. <laughs> I was sort of sorry that felt abrupt, but thank you so much for joining me in prayer today. This was a long chapter. The next one is not quite as long. So if you're watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, we'll be back again on Wednesday with a shorter <laughs> chapter 11 is about a third shorter. So I get to dig in a little bit deeper. Love it if you come back on Wednesday and join me for that episode. If you're a podcast listener, subscribing to the show lets more people join us for prayer because the algorithm will show the show to more people. So I would appreciate if you would subscribe to the show. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. And my heart is that as we do this, that we would all grow in our prayer lives, that you would grow in your life, I would grow in mine. But most of all, my prayer is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we are speaking. Amen. Amen.